This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. If you're listening today, you're learning today. If you're learning today, you're going to be more educated. And David, if you're more educated, uh, you're going to start to understand what's real, what's not, and how to navigate the waters, which right now in the retirement space if you don't have a roadmap, you're in trouble. No, no doubt, Joe. Um, good morning, everybody. So to be sharing our radio show with you today, we got uh, a great show lined up. There's, um, like Joe said, it's always about education from Thrive. We're very focused on being able to take all that noise that goes on out there and be able to kind of filter through it and get down to the core of what we think retirees and pre-retirees really need to be focusing on so they can make the right type of decisions. Because the one thing about retirement is you don't get a do-over, right? When you're on your way to retirement, you know, you can make mistakes along the way. You could pick the wrong investments, maybe make the wrong decisions on tax deductions and things of that sort. Because you got time on your hand, you can recover from those types of mistakes. But when it comes down to you're no longer working, there's no longer earned income coming in, and you maybe have three buckets, right? You've got your retirement assets, you've got your social security income, and if you're fortunate and have a pension, that would be kind of that third bucket. And that's it. So you got to be really on top of things to make sure that the decisions you make were founded with good data, with good reasoning, with good decision making, so that you navigate it successfully. Um, you know, to kind of illustrate that, Joe. The headlines are insane. Like the headlines are insane. I really feel bad for the listening audience, to be quite frank. If you're not in the financial service industry and you know, you have, you know, you've even if you're in the industry and you've been here a very short period of time, um, it's hard to decipher, right? Because one day you hear everything's great and the next day you hear the world's coming apart. I mean, just this past week alone, right? Jamie Dimon who's the CEO of the, one of the largest banks in the United States, J.P. Morgan, two weeks ago was being interviewed in Davos, and he was saying that, you know, things look pretty good, the economy's kind of cruising along, so on and so forth. You would say a, kind of a, a positive outlook on the future. And just this week alone, being interviewed, came out and said, there is a hurricane of colossal level coming at the economy in the United States. So you talk about a flip-flop in a very short period of time. And this is a guy who's got his finger on the pulse. So two things I'd say. One, if there's a little confusion at that level, that's a big concern. And then number two is something had to present to him 
for him to come out, somebody who leads banks where interest rates are going up is good for banking, and come out with that type of a statement that there's a hurricane out there for the American consumer. Elon Musk, right, whether you like him or you don't, just came out on Friday and said that they have to start anticipating a a 10% layoff at Tesla, right? This is a company that has skyrocketed. EV cars are the big thing. The company's stock has come down as the market has deteriorated over the past couple of months. But he's now thinking, he's, you know, we got to start making these scary decisions about cutting sales, you know, our our labor force. Um, And at the same time, the labor market reports come out and you know, three hundred and forty-six thousand new jobs. We're you know we're growing jobs by like three percent a year, right? Or three percent a month right now. So it's really hard to figure out what's going on. But the one scary topic, and we'll cover this today, right? There's four headwinds that we've got to deal with right now. The big one that's in everybody's face is inflation. And our current administration, whether you like them or you don't, is kicking the can down the road and blaming everybody else and their brother about it. And, you know, we've got baby formula shortages. We've got, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't do a ton of grocery shopping, but when I do go there, I'm like... Are we in a third world country? Like, what's going on? There's I nothing mean, on the shelves. The shelves are empty. I mean, yeah, this I hope is, you don't like chicken anymore. You know, the, find chicken. You know, the freest country, the, the most developed, and this is starting to happen. The inflationary pricing on meat, on chicken, on fuel, on other energy sources, up 30% in a year. So again, if this is happening at your retirement years, years you got to be doing it right. So we got inflation. We've got the Biden administration now talking about trying to push through some legislation on taxation again. We've got market volatility. One day, you know, we had seven weeks in a row of down market. We had what I would tell our listening audience what we call a bear market bounce this past week a little bit. Um, so maybe a bit of a recovery from the seven weeks of losses. And then, you know, something really interesting, I, I get the luxury, we get the luxury here at Thrive to meet prospective clients and our existing clients. And we get to ask them questions. What's it like? What's going on? You know, tell us what's on your mind. What's happening out there? And, you know, uh, because, you know, they all cover all this. Inflation, they cover how I'm worried about taxes. They cover, man, my market, you know, the market is not good. But the one thing, that last headwind is longevity. And I would tell you that our typical client is somewhere in their mid-60s. And about 80% of them that I talk to still have a parent that is living in their 90s. So longevity and having the plan for that is a big deal. So we're going to talk about these topics today uh, on the show. I think you know this is a good one that people should really go get a notepad, get a pen, start taking notes. Most importantly, jot down our phone number, 215-798-9088, and uh, give us a call. You know, we're here to help. We're here to hear what's on your mind, see if we can answer some questions. Brett, what are you going to be covering today on the show? Yeah, I'm going to continue your theme that you just spoke about, really tying in uh, inflation, taxes, the bear market. And while we can feel like we're going to be pessimistic, how can we remain optimistic through that whole time period? So excited to share some stories and some ways to, that we can be optimistic. Cool. Care? Um, I have a list 
you could say maybe Karen's 10 things to start thinking about if you're planning. I love your list. Do you like my list? I'm a list person, ask David. Yes. Uh, Joe, she's a list person. I'm definitely a list person. But you know what? If you're planning on retiring, here are some things you need to think about before you even get to that point. We'll cover all of that as we get into our first commercial break. I will add one more uh, bullet point to your reference to headlines, David. I saw a note uh, just this week, uh, people in their 60s are now thinking about having to work longer and defer retirement. Perhaps easy to say, what does that mean? That has other that has other implications as well. Yeah, no doubt, and and I'll I'll tell you about a couple of the um, people that I got an opportunity to meet this week exactly on that topic, Joe. The concern about it, and then getting the certainty from us because of all the testing that we do on stressing a retirement plan to see if it passes muster, um, and they walk out of here with that certainty and that comfort. So it's a good process. All right, good stuff. As we go into our first commercial break on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. 215-798-9088. You're going to hear in the commercial break a spot or an outline of the upcoming workshops to attend. Get registered by going to thrivefinancialservices.com. Back with Brett Elam on the other side. Thrive Financial Services wants you to attend an upcoming workshop at the Haverford Township Recreational Center on June 8th. That's the Haverford Township Rec Center. You can get registered by going to thrivefinancialservices.com. Join David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam and get educated right now. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. That's June 8th at the Haverford Township Rec Center. And welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. We thank you, of course, for uh, tuning in. 60 minutes of uh, educational content is our main objective. Uh, Right over to the man who knows more about the tax code than the government. (laughs) Than the government. (laughs) Are we we recording right now? Yes, we are, sir. (laughs) There we go. So uh, thanks for that, Joe. So yeah, David started the show off and talking about reality of the four headwinds that we're facing, talking about the longevity, market volatility, inflation, and taxes. Not one of those makes you feel warm and fuzzy, and we're in the middle of it all um, at the same time. So I read an article this week, uh, actually from uh, a gentleman named Noriel Rubini, and I apologize if I butchered up his name, but a famous economist um, professor at NYU, New York University. And I felt like I was back in my college days. So uh, uh, again, my background being in mathematical economics uh, from the Naval Academy and Wake Forest University, he brought up a couple points that was very interesting, just continuing to what David had talked about, some of the headlines that are out there, is not once ever in the economy of the United States has inflation ever been above 5%? and unemployment under 5%, and there hasn't been a hard landing, which means we're not done yet, which means we're in a predicament of how do we get out of the bind that we're in right now. And again, this article really talked about it, and I want you to think back, go back to the two thousand to, to COVID, the shutdown. When we came out of COVID, what happened? Everybody got some $1,400 checks, and they did what? They wanted to go buy stuff. Everyone was stuck inside for a while, so the demand for goods was very high. This We're going to the old, good old uh, Economics 101. This is supply and demand right now. But what happened? All the supply shocks 
had been uh, all over the place when we had the China shutdown, um, with, and, and especially you talk about their zero tolerance policy against COVID-19, and then we talk about the war between Russia and Ukraine on top of it, um, some of the uh, energy prices, uh, wheat, oil, I mean, I don't need to tell anybody what does oil cost right now, fertilizer, um, so many of those prices are increasing, but especially when you look at China's insistence on a zero tolerance policy, what's that have to do with us? With that zero tolerance policy, they're shutting down cities, which then means you're creating that much more bottlenecks. Go to a car dealership. Where the heck are all the cars on the lot? They're still waiting for the chips coming in from overseas. So you're seeing that supply and demand, the vicious cycle that's happening. And here's the word. We were talking about it all last year that you're not hearing about it anymore. It was this thing called transitory inflation, which meant it was temporary. You don't hear that word transitory anymore. And it's pretty much the Fed has given up and pretty much the consensus is what? It's here. It's persistent. It hasn't slowed down yet. In fact, it continues to get worse and worse and worse. And we think about this. Inflation right now is going back to where we were in the 1970s, heading towards that double-digit level. We're almost there, not there yet. And now the new debate is, is how does the Fed normalize what we call as monetary policy? Because the target for inflation has always been 2% been that way for the past decades. And now, obviously, it's shot through the roof. And here's the predicament that the Fed has. If the Fed cares more about rising inflation, it'll have to lift interest rates up fast. You're starting to see that. But is it fast enough is what the argument is. But the more the Fed raises interest rates above that neutral mark, again, we're trying to keep it toward the 2% benchmark, the more it increases the risk that the economy will go into that recession, the hard landing. On the other hand, if the Fed cares more about economic growth and sustainability, not wanting to go backwards, inflation continues to spiral out of control. Again, when they're moving interest rates, it's a big barometer of what's happening in the overall economy. And as I just said, there's never been a time period in this country with inflation greater than 5% and unemployment under 5% that this economy has not had a hard landing. And here's the worst one which is the third thing that could possibly happen, it's happening a little bit right now, is the Fed wimps out. The Fed wimping out the last time that happened was the 1970s. And what happened during that time was this term called stagflation. We were in a recession in the 70s. At the same time, inflation was through the roof. I presented three options that could happen. Could you tell me which one of those were positive? None. There wasn't one good scenario that I just gave there. And that's just basic supply and demand and inflation of what we got to do to get around it. So we're talking about the bear market. We're here, inevitably, that bear market territory. Phew, man, I got to tell you. And I don't want to alarm the audience, but but I want to alarm the audience. Don't bury your head in the sand. That's it. Get educated learn. You have to learn. That's it. And you I have to understand. That's the first thing you have to do. And I, and I hope I described economics in layman's terms right there. I was, I was trying to keep the jargon. It's, I know. It's it. hard. It's hard it's for it. you, Brett. But it's a little bit. <laughs> supply and demand. He Again, says people, things, people, sometimes people he want says things, things to me and I'm like... Yeah, people want things of things they can't have. <laughs> That's essentially it. So yeah. that means prices go up higher because people want them and they're going to pay more for it. So how bad do you want it? So, so the, some people are being patient. 
that's great at the end of the day. But leading a little bit more into what David talked about as well, and how do we remain optimistic in a bear market? And David talked about some of that bear market rally. I'll talk about that. Let's talk about what a bear market is. A bear market is when an index, most typically the S&P 500, goes down by, hits that 20% mark drop from the high. Okay, So the NASDAQ has already hit the bear market territory. But what was interesting, and David talked about the rally, is that over the past couple of weeks, what you saw, the bear market went down what percentage? It's now went down 19.9% from the high. There's always that bounce off level. So it didn't hit the 20% mark. So we call that a correction. We're so right now we're in a correction. It's not quote unquote maybe that bear market because we did not cross through that 20% mark. That 20% mark is what truly leads to an unofficial bear market or on an increase more of an unofficial bull market at the end of the day. And what are all the reasons you always see bear markets? Number one, economic cycles. That's one. Obviously, COVID has helped out with this one, but then you have widespread investor speculation. Remember the dot-com when all the internet was fired up and the economy collapsed back into the year 2000? You got irresponsible lending. We know how that worked in 2008. Um, Oil price movements, we're facing that right now. And this is a big one, over-leveraged investing again. We're starting to see some of that play out all over again. And David talked about some of the false hope. Um, David, uh, when we started doing our workshops almost five, six years ago, he always brought this point up, and it was always a great point, about the bear market rally. And he spoke about it in the 2007, 2008, and I think we might be experiencing it right now, was that during the 2007, October of 2007, where the market was at its high, the market was starting to collapse in 2007 and really in 2008. And then all of a sudden, the Fed uh, jumped in. And again, what was let, what drove that market collapse? The subprime lending crisis. Again, irresponsible lending at the end of the day. But what happened in 2008? The bailouts. Remember the bailouts of the banks and all the printing of money? So what did it do? The market started to rise. False hope. But inevitably, it, did, it corrected itself, reversed its course, where it inevitably hit the bottom of the market in 2009, March. So be careful. And here's four rules of what we can look for of how do we invest with confidence in a bear market. Number one, think long-term. Do not think about today. We're talking about longevity and things like that. Think long-term. We got to have a bucket of money that's going to inevitably grow. Number two, focus on quality. We don't need to be going after Bob's general stock. Let's go after some of the ones that we've heard of forever. Maybe look at ones that have dividends that are paying so that as the market's bouncing up and down, we're at least getting 4 or 5% on those quality stocks that we've had forever. Here's another big one. Don't try and catch the bottom. Do not time. We believe timing in the market is bad. Time in the market is good. What's that mean? We need to stay rational. And then the last one, the fourth tip that I'd give is related to more of build positions over time. Instead of lump summing in, consider what they call dollar cost averaging, putting in chunks of money over segments of time where you're able to spread out some of that risk and still invest and capture some of that downward movements in the markets. Keep uh, your emotions in check as well. I know, I know you always reference that emotional decision that we make. We're all we, we're very guilty of it. We get all wrapped up in the headline. That's it. And then and then the emotional decision we make has ramifications that we don't realize gigantic. until later. Gigantic because we're not thinking of the dominoes. Again, it's always staying. There's a plan. You got to have the plan which allows you to stay rational. I mean, we think about the last three bear markets. Last one, or we go back to the beginning of the millennium year 2000 through 2002. What was the craze then? The dot-com bust, the internet, that everything was booming then. 
the NASDAQ fell 75% during that market collapse from 2000 to 2002. You go to 2008 to 2009, everyone always remembers the 2008 collapse. That was led by the mortgage uh, collapse. The S&P 500 down 53% during that time period. You go back to the COVID collapse. That was a bear market. It went down in one month, 35%, just everything from the pandemic and the fear that was out there from everybody. And it reminds me of of simply a client of ours from back, um, they, they joined us um, back in 2019. So we saw an incredible run in the stock market in 2019. They had put $200,000 into uh, one of our portfolios, and it had grown to $370,000 in a short period of time. The market's been nuts over the past decade. Again, right now, we're not feeling it, but again, going back a little bit of time. And then all of a sudden, February, March of 2020 happened with the COVID collapse. So the 200,000 grew to 370. Everyone's rooting. Then all of a sudden, people become an ostrich and put their head in the sand because they don't want to see the statements when it's going down. But it had dropped all the way to $270,000. You didn't feel good. But what we did back in March of 2020, we converted that IRA to a Roth. And what had happened, yes, they had to pay some taxes. They paid $64,000 in taxes when they did that conversion. But one month later, the $270,000 value had grown to $467,000 in literally almost a month. And most importantly, that growth occurred tax-free. That was an, uh, and if they did nothing during that time period, and now they're thinking about doing that Roth conversion, now it's $118,000 in taxes almost 80% more. So while we don't feel good when things are happening like that, there's always what looks like a problem how do we, or a challenge, how do we turn that into an opportunity? So again, we'd love to uh, chat with you a little bit further about what I just went through there. Again, reach out to us at 215-798-9088. Again, how do we remain optimistic during this market? It's a ton of, uh, of actionable plans there. We're happy to chat with you about that. Yes. And uh, by the way, that Roth conversion grows tax-free. Tax-free, you said it. And goes, and Beneficiaries, tax Beneficiaries. No RMDs, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, back in a moment. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. If you heard a workshop listed in the last commercial break that you would like to attend, call 215-798-9088 or go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Click on the tab and get registered. The workshops are full. Yes. People are have a desire to learn. And I can give everybody listening this one unconditional guarantee. From my own experience, you will leave smarter than when you entered that room. 100%. Karen, over to you. Thank you for that. So uh, I'm going to go through a list of things that you need to really think about and have answers to before you even jump into the retirement uh, life. But Joe, can you believe that we are halfway through 2022? It's unbelievable. Like I'm all like, where did the time go about Labor Day and the football season? <laughs> 
<laughs> so. I mean, right? So as quickly, so if you, uh, so when you're listening to this or if you listen to past shows and you're like, yeah, I really need to give them a call because I really need to start planning for retirement. And how quickly has this year passed? So I would say don't hesitate. Give us a call, 215-798-9088. Give us a call. We can start with a 15-minute phone call. You can come in for a consultation or you can, we can help you get to one of our uh, workshops, 215-798-9088. If you're driving, thrivefinancialservices.com. So here are 10 things to start thinking about. Uh, number one, and they're in no particular order. Uh, and every subject I'm going to talk about, I could talk about each one for a whole radio show. Uh, but I'm going to do it quickly here. Number one, uh, when you're planning your budget, you want to plan your budget. So it includes discretionary spending. This is the number one area I would say start with. If you want to retire, look at your budget and look at what you need to have in your monthly, what you need to spend on a monthly basis. And you want to enjoy your golden years, so to speak. So your budget has to include wiggle room for additional spending uh, other than essentials, right? So you're going to have grandchildren. You want to spoil your grandchildren, right? I know you like that. 100%. Right. Uh, You want to eat. And right now... Like, who thought food was going to, right? The prices are crazy. So, number one, start thinking about that budget and really take some time and look at this. And, and you know where it pops up on you? You get to the un- end of the month, even right now, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. We spent that much money on gasoline? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, sneaks up right up on yeah. you. And I think when you're working, I mean, I don't think you have... Uh, as much concern about your budget as you do when you're not working. So really start taking a look at that if you're not in retirement yet and you're approaching it. Number two, you want to double check that you actually have enough resources to retire. So you might think that you're ready to retire, but you want to look at um, our finances, right? What are we spending every month? What's my withdrawal plan? Do you have a withdrawal plan? You want to make sure that you're truly financially ready to leave their workforce. Uh, and when I'm saying a withdrawal plan, there's something out there called the 4% rule. Um, there's no general answer. Everybody is different. So I, I caution people to what David was saying. There's so much noise out there, so much information. Even um, if you're trying to do it yourself, now might be the time that you really want to have a financial advisor in your court. Um, and 215-798-9088, even if you have one, come give, come visit us. We'll give you a, an honest second opinion. Can't hurt, right? I would even say if you're a do-it-yourselfer, come get educated. Absolutely. I guarantee you're making a couple of mistakes. Right. And I'm not being disrespectful. That's just, that's just fact. Right, right. Uh, number three, remember that retirement planning isn't linear, right? What do I mean by that? You're going to have to adapt and change from year to year because things don't always stay the same, which we have definitely learned the past couple years. No one planned for a pandemic. Um, but moving forward, I guess that's something we need to kind of start planning for, right? Uh, Number four, uh, take a look at your debt. I'm not saying you had to pay off all your debt. It would be awesome if you could, but you want to really take a long, hard look at it and say, is this something that we can continue during retirement? Uh, We've met with people who have that second home down the shore. It's not paid off. And when they really put their budgets together, they look at uh, if they want to retire sooner rather than later, they might have to make some changes. Not saying 
anything dramatic, but you need to start taking a look at your debt. It's really important because it's a scary thing to have a lot of debt hanging over your head without income coming in. But it's not true for everybody. Number five, you want to have a spending strategy. How do you need to um, spend? How do you need to spend your money each month? And then how is it going to come out? Is it going to, are your basics going to be covered by social security, um, maybe a pension, things like, things of that nature. And again, I touched on the 4% rule before you, it is not a one size fits all. Retirement is not one size fits all. That's where I'm going with that. Um, And then along with your spending strategy, again, going back to that budget, you need to know how much you have to have saved for retirement. There needs to be a, a number that you're trying to attain, and you can't know that number unless you know what you need each month to live and to survive. Uh, number six, you want to consider your medical expenses before retiring for two reasons. Uh, if you're working, your medical expenses are covered by your job. If you retire, that goes away. Now, you might say, okay, well, I'm going to get Medicare. Do you know how Medicare works? Do you understand the ins and outs of it? We understand it. There's, I could do it, definitely a whole show on Medicare. Um, and then if you're retiring before 65, or maybe you're re- retiring, you're 66, but your wife says, oh, if you're retiring, I'm retiring. And you have two or three years till she gets to retirement. What's the plan there? You have to have a plan. I mean... <laughs> Medical expenses, I don't even have to tell you, Joe, like they can just sneak up on you. You have to have a plan for that. Number seven, you have to understand how required minimum distributions work. Uh, What does that mean for you? What buckets of your money are going to be tapped into when you have to start those required minimum distributions? And again, they're not an option. If you don't do them right, there's a 50% penalty on the amount of money that you didn't withdraw. So you need to understand them. When do you start them? Um, Number eight, you want to have a plan for claiming social security benefits. One of my favorite subjects, but you need to have a plan. You don't just like close your eyes, put all the ages on a chart and say, point, this is what we're doing. It can have repercussions. You can lose hundreds of thousands of dollars, 200,000. I mean, it's very, very important. Uh, Number nine, you want to review your named beneficiary designations. Uh, You want to make sure you have the right people on your as beneficiaries, number one. And number two, remember, things have changed when you leave money to your children and it's IRA money, they have to deplete those accounts in 10 years. How is that going to affect them? Maybe Roth conversions is something you need to start thinking about now rather than later. So again, you want to review your beneficiaries. And number 10, which we touched on in a radio show a couple weeks ago, is you want to make sure, are you mentally ready to retire? You may have all your financial ducks in a row, but being mentally prepared for this transition means so much. You don't want to just jump into it goodbye, and then you're depressed. So that was quick 10 things. By the way, just for clarity, I know the answer's right, and I'm proud of myself. If it's a Roth, you don't have to deplete in that 10-year period. Right, like for your children. For my children. Exactly, something to think about. So 215-798-9088, give us a call. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. We thank you for listening. Stay tuned one more time in this commercial break for the upcoming workshops. On the other side, David Bazaar, back in a moment. 
Thrive Financial Services wants you to attend an upcoming workshop at the Haverford Township Recreational Center on June 8th. That's the Haverford Township Rec Center. You can get registered by going to thrivefinancialservices.com. Join David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam and get educated right now. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. That's June 8th at the Haverford Township Rec Center. Back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Before I jump over to David Bazaar, I stand corrected by Brett Elam, and I want to make sure we put it out. I think I know what you meant, but I just want to make sure our audience knows it. In a Roth, it still needs to be out in 10 years. However, there's no reason to touch it until that 10th year, and then you have to pull it out. That's all part of that secure act no taxation. No taxation. It's Roth. Yeah, so, so no taxes. Yeah, so that's why I was confused. Yeah. Thank you for uh, thank you for the clarity on that. That's why David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam are the experts. I'm just the radio guy. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned a lot, though. Over yeah, I, sure, years. I sure have. Yeah, yeah. yeah I really, You're a contributor. Really There's I'm, no doubt about it. So, hey, I got uh, two things I want to cover before I jump into my topic. The first one I want to cover, Joe, is, um, and, and, you know, this is something that certainly lines up with you very well, being focused on giving back into the community and things of that sort. Um, you know, I sit on the board of directors of a local charity called Beat Cancer. And, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything that's been going on, uh, it's been really difficult because charitable contributions are down and things that we used to do to be able to raise uh, funds, uh, because the cause is fantastic, obviously, as a, you know, as a cancer survivor. And uh, we meet here at Thrive so many families, so many families that are impacted and affected by cancer. Um, you know, it's just challenging. We used to run golf outings. We used to do bingo nights, things of that sort. But, you know, with the pandemic and people still not feeling 100% comfortable. Um, so I just wanted to mention, you know, people can go to our website, which is beatcancer.org. Um, the purpose of the charity is to be able to educate, very, very focused on educate. Many, many different experts uh, are on that website, coaches that help families that when someone is diagnosed, to give them ideas of how to use both traditional medicine and then alternative medicine type approaches. Uh, the people are incredible. I mean, they just really, um, and, and any non-for-profit type situation, you know, it's primarily volunteerism or people who are not getting paid a lot of money. It serves a fantastic purpose. And if you ever were inclined, and this is the only plug that I'll make for it, is if you go to beatcancer.org and you see the value and you think it's something that could fit into your uh, charitable giving, you can reach us here at Thrive and we'll help you kind of funnel those dollars over to that. So beat cancer.org is the website. And hopefully you don't never ever need to utilize it. But again, if you are charitably inclined and you think this is one that could, um, you know, be part of your giving plan, that would be absolutely awesome. Yeah. Or you can go there, as you said, 
because you need help, you need support, you need a resource. Absolutely, absolutely. And the, and the team there is just really, really incredible. So I just wanted to throw that out there. The second thing I want to cover real quickly. And by the way, David, not to cut you back off, but I just want to make sure people understand. You say that with an incredible amount of <clears throat> defined messaging, but you're a cancer survivor. I don't want people to, I don't want people to miss that. It's very, very important um, to support what you, who you are as an individual. So thank you for being in Yeah, I appreciate that, Joe. Um, so the, the next thing, uh, before I jump into my total topic, is I want to talk to folks um, that have pensions. And then primarily, if you're listening today, or you know somebody who works at one of the biggest local employers, which is the Merck Sharpen Dome Company, we ha- we're very fortunate. We've got a lot of clients that are Merck Sharpen Dome employees or former employees. And over the past couple of weeks, we've seen an amazing influx of people who've been attending our workshops who schedule appointments to come in for a complimentary consultation. And then ultimately, as we get to know them, we see that they're, uh, they work at Merck Sharp and Dome. And in very, I mean, it's a big employer in the area. So lots, you know, sometimes they're scientists, sometimes they're facility managers. I mean, it's just all kinds of people. And the nicest people, I mean, just amazing. Um, so what's happening, and this is just, you know, to kind of get clued in, is a lot of people at Merck are really struggling right now with making some decisions about staying employed or actually retiring. And the reason that that's happening, and this happens with other pensions as well, is that pensions, when they have a lump sum option, meaning instead of taking the monthly annuity payment from the pension, they decide to take the cash balance that's available as one of the options take that money, and then roll that over into an IRA account and manage it with mutual funds or ETFs or stocks, bonds, whatever it may be. And you know, when you kind of come out of pensions, if you know what you're doing, um, you tend can either replace the pension from an income perspective or actually improve it. So a lot of people are starting to look at their lump sum and what has a major impact on the lump sum of a pension is something called a GATT rate, G-A-T-T, GATT rate. Now, that GATT rate is influenced by interest rates. And when interest rates are low, that GATT rate factor will have an impact on the lump sum in a very positive way, meaning it'll be a higher dollar amount that the lump sum option will offer. Now, we've been in historically low interest rates for a long time, past 10 years, right? Since the, well, even more, even since the, you know, the financial crisis. But all of a sudden, we're starting to see interest rates climbing. The 10-year treasury is right now around 3%. This time last year, it was under 1%. So we're seeing an increasing um, slope for interest rates. Uh, The Fed's going to be meeting in the next couple of weeks, and they're talking about a 50 basis point move on the Fed funds rate. Um, They're talking maybe three or four or five more moves before the end of the year to stave off inflation. Well, as those interest rates are going up, they're going to be impacting the GATT rate, not in a positive way, but in a very negative way. And people now, um, a lot of pension 
a lot of employers that provide pensions have modeling software or modeling websites where you can go on and kind of see what things look like. And for the folks that I've been meeting from Merck, it's like month to month you're seeing these drastic changes. So some of the employees are making decisions. Like one couple that I met with this week, they want to go out. They weren't really planning about retirement until next year or the year after, and they're both Merck employees. Um, But now they've decided that the husband is going to go out in November because if he waits to January, he loses almost $100,000 of his lump sum pension option. That's a big deal. Right, that you know, I tell people jokingly, every extra hundred thousand dollars in retirement helps. So that's a big decision, right? That's a decision. Like Karen and Brett were talking earlier, you don't get a do-over with that one. So trying to figure out now, along with that, Joe, retirement in itself is a big decision. So the anxiety, like if I'm, you know, am I going to be able to cover my bills? Am I going to be able to do that? And at the same time, if I don't retire, I'm probably going to give up a hundred thousand dollars plus. So you can see the dilemma that gets created. What I can tell you is after we met with this couple from Merck, and they're just wonderful people, they walked out with a degree of certainty. They knew what their plan is going to be. They know that they can retire because some of the other elements, not that just doesn't live in a vacuum, right? So one of the things that I did for them is we did a social security maximization report, which we've spoken about a lot of times on the show. And their plans were, if the husband goes out in November, he was going to start Social Security immediately, and then his wife was going to retire next year, and then she would start Social Security right away. So if they did that, Joe, I'm just going to pull up this report right now. If they did that, what we were going to see is that the annual benefit for the wife when she started Social Security it was going to be $18,384 a year, right? Because she was going to end up taking it earlier than anticipated. And if he retires in November and decided to start taking Social Security right away, his benefit was going to be $35,328 for a total of $53,000 coming in from Social Security. So what we were able to show them is by picking the right social security timing, because social security does not have to sync up with when you leave your job. That's what those other assets are for, right? So if we're going to consider doing Roth conversions, maybe some of that money that we do the Roth conversion with, we take extra out so that they don't have to touch their social security till further down the road. They started getting that, like the light bulb went off. So when I said, let's plan for this, let's plan for the wife to start at age 66, and then her benefit instead of 18000 would be $23,000. And then for the husband, we were going to defer him all the way out to age 70. We'll use other assets in the interim time to cover their living expenses easily. So his benefit, instead of being $35,000, ended up being $50,244. So a total annual benefit that was going to be $53,000 is now going to be $72,864. That's a big, big difference by delaying. 
So now they've got a plan where they know how much they're going to take from their lump sum and when they're going to do it. They know how much they're going to have to draw down from their different asset buckets to get to Social Security, and they now know when they're going to take Social Security. It's tax efficient. It's higher guaranteed income. It's a bigger uh, benefit for a surviving spouse. There's nothing but good that came out of that time that they spent with us coming to our seminar and then sitting down for a complimentary consultation. And the time frame within all of that bridge, if he's going out to 70 was how long of a period a four-year period or you know in terms of what they were planning for till they got five years five years yeah five years great example great way to end the show today on roadmap to retirement the radio show one more time 215-798-9088 I almost said when we come back after the break, but instead of saying that, I'll say on behalf of David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam, I'm Joe Krause. See you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-798-9088. 215-798-9088. And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brent Elam, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.